Welcome back to another episode of the Jacob Johnston Show. So by now, you have all seen at least clips of the CIA's new woke recruitment videos. And conservative comedians have gone off and made fun of this. Hey, you know, low-hanging fruit, and they're very funny. And then some other pundits have gone out there and talked about, hey, you know, going off and playing to identity politics and intersectionality and recruitment is probably not the best thing to do. Agreed. But they've all missed the bigger picture, at least from the ones that I've seen and watched. And that is the threat that this poses to the nation, the threat that it poses to our rights and our civil liberties. Because this is how you get massive corruption and abuse of power under the Democrats. And I'm going to go ahead and explain that to you here in just a moment. But first, let's go ahead and take a look, if you haven't seen it already, what the CIA is pushing out as part of their recruitment videos. Take a look. I joined CIA almost straight out of college when it can be a challenge to speak up when you're younger and adjusting to workplace norms, especially in such a unique environment. Then adding to that are the social challenges both women and people of color face, so it really just became a balancing act from there. I struggled to feel included, but I was lucky to have a senior analyst recognize others' sometimes exclusive behavior, and as an ally and genuine mentor, she encouraged me to pursue new opportunities, and every day I feel more empowered to speak up. It is not enough to just say that CIA values people from diverse backgrounds and diverse abilities. We have to challenge ourselves and commit to regularly questioning how do our actions actually embody those values. In many ways, I think CIA is a microcosm of the world. The same societal issues that we grapple with outside of these walls don't just cease to exist once we enter the building. What is critical and what gives me optimism that we are moving in the right direction is that there are people here who recognize that and are holding CIA as an institution accountable for the diversity and inclusion that it champions. When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow dammed up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Sora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box-checking exercise. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me, full stop. Growing up gay in a small southern town, I was lucky to have a wonderful and accepting family. I always struggled with the idea that I might not be able to discuss my personal life at work. Imagine my surprise when I was taking my oath at CIA and I noticed a rainbow on then-director Brennan's lanyard, which I later learned was designed by Angle, one of the many employee resource groups here at the agency. I remember being stunned. Since then, however, I've learned that far beyond the resource groups, inclusion is a core value here. 
Officers from the top down work hard to ensure that every single person, whatever their gender, gender identity, race, disability, or sexual orientation can bring their entire self to work every day. Now that is truly scary what we are seeing in those videos for the CIA recruitment. Because the CIA is supposed to be a nonpartisan organization dedicated to national security. And it's supposed to be a tool. But the left wing, the Democrats, have turned it into a left wing partisan organization dedicated to left wing partisan politics. This is how you get the massive corruption and abuse of power. You staff government not based off of skill sets and needs, but based off of political ideology by staffing it with activists and extremists. This is how you get situations such as the IRS targeting conservative groups. This is how you got Spygate where the Democrats paid someone to make up a bunch of accusations, and then the FBI, having been staffed with so many partisan political hacks, that they don't even bother following the Woods procedure to check out whether or not anything is true, and based off of unverified information that they just automatically assume because politics, they go off and they start a spying operation. And because they're full of activists, they feel justified on doing anything, you know, whether it's manufacturing fake evidence or altering documents in order to lie to the FISA courts in order to get that warrant. And then, of course, leak some of the information that they found to Democrat campaigns. This is how the FBI became massively corrupt and abusive of power and basically became a taxpayer-funded opposition research firm for the Democrats. And this is also how you get situations where when scandals are exposed, no one's held accountable because they feel perfectly justified doing anything and everything that they want and using government to target their political opponents. Because in their view, anybody who disagrees with them politically is an existential threat. You know, that people just can't be trusted with democracy. Remember, uh, out of the election, out of all the things that were massively wrong, all the illegalities, all the unconstitutional acts, remember when they were doing the recount and they put cameras in there so that we could watch the recount, or the people who were in there watching the recount was recording it. And what did we see? All the people that were counting the votes were obviously left-wing activists. They were wearing masks with a bunch of leftist political statements and shirts, you know, Joe Biden for president. They were the ones going through. And the old saying about democracy is it doesn't matter who you're casting your vote for. It matters who's counting the votes. And we could see people visibly getting upset, seeing all the people who voted in a way that they themselves counting the votes disagreed with. You know, this is how you get massive corruption and abuse of power, is that you market and recruit activists and extremists instead of recruiting for talent and nonpartisanship. And take a look at those videos. It's full of hate, anger, claiming to be victims of this, that, and the other thing. The, you know, um, know, the hatred of men in them. It is full of anger. It is full of left-wing identity politics. It is not a dog whistle. It is a complete bullhorn that they are looking for activists and extremists 
not to protect the country, but in order to be able to target political opponents for reasons. Reasons because of their misunderstanding and rewritten version of history, or because, again, they feel like anybody who disagrees with them is an existential threat. Therefore, they are justified doing anything they want to target political opponents on the taxpayer dime to corrupt these agencies. What did anything you saw in that video have anything to do with the talents, skills, and resources needed in order to defend and protect the country? No, it was anger. It was hate. It was you know, anti-American rhetoric. It was far-left extremists. It was everything that the far-left goes off and tries to use as an excuse for why they burn down cities and then try to claim it to be protest, why they target violently out in the streets anybody who disagrees with them politically. And now they're going off and marketing directly to those type of people, the arsonists and the terrorists, and trying to say, hey, join the government agency, and then you can use government in order to target anybody you disagree with. That's what's scary about this. That is what's horrifying. And this is how you get the massive corruption and abuse of power that plagues everywhere Democrats are in control. This is how you get fraudulent elections. This is how you get abuse. And this is why there is zero accountability. Because you think these activists and extremists are going to hold anybody accountable for their illegal behavior when they themselves agree, believe in, and think that all of that is justified. And so now all we're going to see as this continues forward under Biden's installation into the White House is continued corruption. We're going to see corruptions that not even Obama had the gojonas to attempt. Because Obama at least still had to try and pretend like you know, he cared in, uh, about the country instead of hating it. He had to at least pretend that he was staffing these agencies with talent instead of partisan activists. He had to at least give the veneer that he was trying to provide legitimacy. B- Biden isn't even go- doing that. Biden is making it abundantly clear, making it blatantly obvious that he wants hardcore activists and extremists to use the power of government to target political opponents. That's scary. That is horrifying. And that's what we are seeing. And they play to identity politics so that if you speak out against it, they could try and say you're racist. If you try to expose the corruption, oh, you're just a white supremacist is what they're going to claim. They try to hide behind identity politics so that when they're exposed, instead of trying to defend the indefensible, they try to shut down and avoid the debate. They try to go through and ensure that social media companies don't allow you to get the word out of the corruption and abuse of power that's going on. They try to get the media to censor any information, uh, keep it uh, from reaching you know, the public, and then attack the people exposing the corruption rather than being journalists and going after the corruption itself. This is scary times. This is horrifying times. And the next time, you know, the Republicans, if we ever gain power again, 
which if the Democrats have their way, they're going to make sure there is absolutely no free and fair elections ever again because they are on a full-on war and assault on democracy. But if the Republicans manage to get through all of the Democrats' abuse of power and attacks on democracy and free and fair elections, the next time we get in to power, we need to go on a massive firing spree in government to clear it of these partisan extremists, these political hacks, these activists, and ensure that government agencies and organizations are nonpartisan and are recruiting based off of talent and need in order to fulfill their jobs. Yes, we see this. They're making it very clear that they're going for broke on their attempts to overthrow the Constitution. And part of that strategy is making sure every agency in government is filled with extremists who will use and abuse their power to target political opponents and to try and influence and affect the outcome of the election. And you are being forced to pay for your own demise through taxes. Yes, through your tax dollars, you are paying for them to be able to abuse government to target you. This needs to stop. There And people, guess what, Republicans? You need to actually hold people accountable. Make sure they pay severe consequences for their illegal and corrupt behavior. Because right now, the worst thing that happens to a Democrat when they abuse power, when they use government to target political opponents, when they engage in illegal spying operations, do they ever face any real punishment? Are they ever prosecuted and sent to jail? No. Instead, the worst consequence is they may, be, they may get fired, but if they do, they write a book and make millions of dollars, financially profiting from their corruption and abuse of power. So you need to hold them accountable. You need to make sure there's jail time. And you need to make sure that you purge the government of these extremists and activists that the Democrats fill the government agencies up with. Otherwise, we're going to find ourselves, as the Democrats prefer, under an authoritarian regime where the United States government acts no differently than the Russian government in suppressing political opposition. Because the Democrats, Putin's Russia, they all have the same beliefs. They all have the same ideology. They're, they all have the same basic authoritarian nature. It's always been the Democrats that have been a cancer on American society. They were the ones that fought for slavery. They were the ones that created the KKK. They were the ones that implemented Jim Crow laws. They're the ones that engage in every massive corruption and abuse of power throughout government. They have been attacking this country from the very beginning. They've been a cancer on society. They have been responsible for every moral stain. And they never learn their lessons. They never learn the lessons of history because once they're exposed, they'll just rewrite history and try and blame the Republicans for it. And they'll push that through the schools to which they basically threw out education and made them indoctrination camps as if they were the Hitler youth programs. All right, so we need to stand up. 
to this. We need to fight. We need to make sure that when we're in charge, all activists and extremists are purged from government agencies and organizations, that anybody who abuses their office to target political opponents of the left are fired and prosecuted and jailed. We cannot afford to allow and accept the blatant and open corruption and abuse of power that the Democrats aren't even hiding anymore. And take a look at those videos again. You see the hate, the anger, the anti-American, the I'm a victim and society is at fault and you owe me something and we need to ram through and get our payback is basically the tone of those voices. And of course, again, they feel justified at everything because reasons. Any disagreement is an existential threat to their existence, they believe. That you know, that any disagreement with them is a threat to democracy. And their definition of democracy is you're only supposed to vote the way they want you to vote. You don't actually have a choice. They feel justified because they feel like somehow society owes them something because of some past victimization. Most of it imagined, some of it real, but the parts that were real didn't actually happen to them. It happened to previous generations. And yet, while they're trying to claim that they are owed something because of that, because of what happened to their parents, their grandparents, their great-grandparents, or whatever, while they're trying to say they are owed something for that, they are supporting the very people who did the victimizing. And yet, they still feel justified. You know, they have no morality. It's like... You know, if I were to sum it up, the left wing's ideology, it is, if you watch the, or played the Assassin's Creed video games, the very first game, Altair, you know, he had the Assassin's Creed, but he didn't understand it. It is, and that creed was, nothing is true, everything's permitted. And as far as the Democrats are concerned, there is no such thing as truth, science, facts, data, nothing. You know, there is no truth. There is no actual truth. There's only their personal truth. And because of that, everything they do is permitted. They don't understand the, you know, the reality. They, they just make everything up and justify corruption and abuse of power. And they are making it very clear that government is now a political weapon instead of a tool for security, instead of a tool to implement the basic responsibilities of government. They are making it very clear they want activists and extremists in order to use government to target political opponents, just like Putin does in Russia. All right, so that's it uh, for this episode. I'd like to thank you uh, for tuning in. Uh, I want to know if you agree, disagree, you know, in the comments below. You know, hopefully you're watching this on Rumble and um, are listening to the audio version of this podcast. All right, so you know the drill. Follow, you know, subscribe, um, thumbs up, comments, ratings, reviews, and share this around on all the social media platforms in which this show has not been banned from. Thank you so much, and I will be back again soon.